for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 219, Home Instead Senior Care is our sponsor for today's show, and they've been with us over a year. I just want to thank them for that. And I want to thank them for providing trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. We are so grateful to them. And today I have a really special show. I have a very accomplished person. I'm actually going to spend a little time on her her resume or her bio today, but she is also a beloved and dear friend, Grace English, Dr. Grace English. Thank you and welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy, for inviting me. I'm so excited to see what this next hour is going to bring. It's just so dear to me that you're here, Grace. I'm going to. I printed off your your resume and I had three pages of it in my computer from all the things we've done together, but one thing that was funny to me is I don't even have your latest stint at hospice or at Trinity Mother Francis on this sheet, but I'm, I'm going to give just a mm-hmm. quick, quick background so our listening friends will know what a privilege it is to have you on the show today. Grace went to school at the University of Texas, which is also my alma mater. From there, she went to Southwestern Medical School. She was an intern, uh, did internal mes- medicine residency at Presbyterian Hospital in Dallas, And I didn't know this, even though I had this in my documents until today when I was reviewing it. In 1996, she was voted or chosen resident of the year at Presbyterian Hospital in Dallas. That's such a big deal. What year were you and John John married? Kathy, we were married in 1994, so we met in medical school. That's Uh probably how you got resident of the year right there. (laughs) Yes, I can give him credit for that too, Kathy, so... It's we so funny. we call John Grace's Grace is married to a fellow doctor medical physician and we call him Jesus with a suit on. So then I want to just say a few more things because I want people to grasp. If you're listening in today, I'm so grateful you're with us. And I, it's if you did not know Grace's whole story, which she's going to share today. You would think she was way too perfect to have a friend anywhere in the world. I mean, you'd have to be perfect to be friends with a woman like this. Here's just a few examples. And some of you I know are working just this hard yourselves. And I want you to be able to relate to all the ways Grace has poured her life into other people. I'm just looking at your resume, Grace. You did six years as a Cub Scout leader. If Mm -hmm. I did my math right, you did 17 years as a Sunday school teacher. And you're still doing that with your husband. Is that correct? We are, Kathy. We're teaching in the youth currently. 
I saw know, that two so. two stints. One with your you just grew up with your children in Sunday school, and we then did. and then my, one of my favorite personal favorite things because I love any excuse to talk about Bethesda Health Clinic. In our region, we're so blessed. We have this wonderful clinic, and uh, it's a whole show in itself. But Grace was the original uh, executive medical director of the clinic as a volunteer when it first began, and there were shower curtains around each treatment room. That's what they had for treatment rooms. They had a big That is right, Kathy, and we made it work. And people yeah. love that clinic to this day. It is for people who are either have no insurance or are underinsured working people in Smith County. And sometimes people think, well, it's not very nice if you make people have a job before they come to the clinic. And I always tell them, no, well, that might seem that way at first. But what people don't realize sometimes is if you go to any other nonprofit in this region, and there's so many good ones, for help and you need mm-hmm. medical care, they will then direct you to the clinic. And so the clinic partners with everybody in our area to make sure that all people get help. They don't just fall through the cracks. And and also exactly. there's, not a co- there's not a codependent kind of patronizing thing that happens, which nonprofits in our, our area are very sophisticated and they don't want to make the problem worse by giving people the right. wrong kind of help. So Bethesda right. is this exceptional, we call it the antidote to the healthcare crisis in our country. And we have it right here in Smith County. So, okay, that's the intro, but what we're here to talk about is what's most on your heart. So here's my beautiful friend who has all these credentials, who is beloved by people in our community, and instead of focusing on all those accolades, which she could claim, she takes all that respect she has earned in this community and and turns that cachet into another way of serving people. So Grace, tell me a little bit about that. Well, Kathy, um, well, Kathy, you're, you're, you've been a dear friend to me for so many years. And so, and I, and I'm sure I'll mention you later as, you know, the Lord's really led me through the years. Um, just him being able to use the worst mistake of my life. When I was 18, I found myself in an unplanned pregnancy and I thought abortion was the right choice for me because I felt that I had an education and I needed to pursue my career. And in, in 1985, you know, abortion has been legal since 1973 in this country, but in 1985 it was legal. So I thought, you know, there's there, it must be okay if it's legal. So after that, Kathy, after I had chose to abort my first um, child, um, my life for the next five years just cratered, and I struggled so much emotionally and mentally from that decision that it finally led me to Jesus. When I became a believer in the first year of medical school, um, I accepted Jesus as my Savior, and I knew that, you know, for the most part, he had forgiven me, but the sin of abortion, however, was a separate sin that I would not ever address until I became a parent several years later. And and, and just, so... I'm going to interrupt you and say, just so listening friends know, that that is so similar to my story. I also have an abortion in my background, and the reason we began to share that with each other even, I had gone to counseling and gotten help early 
uh, in my marriage mm-hmm. after I had my own children. And one day, Grace and I had just become friends, and we were walking out of the clinic together, and she said to me something about how spiritual I was. And I had gotten in the habit of telling people when they misunderstood my spirituality and gave me credit for something that, what I always say is I'm not really that spiritual. I'm just really forgiven. And I Mm -hmm. I walk in that forgiveness. And so what I'd gotten in the habit of doing was saying to people, well, you don't understand. I'm, I'm really forgiven and I have an abortion in my background. And that's why I understand how much God loves me because he forgave me for that. And I shared that with Grace and she goes, oh, I think God has a plan for your life. <laughs> it involves telling that in public. And I was just like, no. And then I thought instantly I knew if God is in that process, which he is, of letting people know that he will forgive any sin, then I want to be a part of that too. And I knew he would be, I knew we would understand him in a whole different way if we would step into that and and trust him with it. And so we began sharing our stories in public together. And and I never would have done that without you, Grace. You're the reason I did that. That was hard for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kathy, it's one of the most painful things that a woman is going to go through. And there are so many of us that, have kept that shame and that secrecy for so many years and they haven't experienced the forgiveness and the healing that only Jesus Christ can give you. And so when I became a parent, Kathy, I mean, you know, I had already told John when we were dating that I had the abortion thinking that he was going to leave me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, the Lord forgave you, and you're a different person. I forgive you, too. So I thought, you know, wow, whew, you know, I got that easy one out of the way. But when I was pregnant with my third child, Matthew, um, I knew that there was something seriously wrong with me, Kathy. I mean, I was having these physical, verbal, abusive you know, relationship with our oldest daughter, Sarah, who was only two at the time. And I did not know where all this anger and this rage was coming mm-hmm. from. And so a really dear friend of mine, Beverly Klein, she knew my story. And she was like, Grace, I think you need to come to the study. And I was like, Dad, I don't need the study. God's forgiven me. I'm fine. Don't need to talk about the abortion. She kept pestering me. And finally I went, Kathy. And I'm telling you, it was one of the hardest things I ever did. But it was one of the best things I ever did in my whole entire life. And I'm so grateful for her, for her persistence to say, you know what, you need more. You really mm-hmm. haven't laid this at the cross to allow the Lord to, to take this from you and to you know, be able to say, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You know, Boy, and so, I, I, I'm a big fan of Bev Klein, too. She's somebody I need to get on the show for her countless ministries. I've written about a bunch of them in my column in the Bullard Banner, but uh, mm-hmm. she she's transformed adoption and foster care in our county with mm-hmm. our, our beautiful friend who was just on the show, Carol Clark, talking about how trauma influences people's decisions and their families. Now, we have one minute to the break. So, Grace, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about your story and what this means for our for our for all the women that have discovered Christ-centered abortion recovery and education, or as we like to call it, care, and and mm-hmm. how compassion weighs into that. And, and so we'll talk about that when we get back, how you got to that place. But in the meantime, I want people to know that we're doing two podcasts today, so there'll be another podcast with Grace's Wisdom 
And you can find those on Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. And Grace and I really hope that you will go and find her story and her wisdom and share it with your friends, especially if you haven't gotten the help you need over an old abortion. I think this will be a great tool for you to get the help that you might want. It is like mm-hmm. a, it's a, there's something called post-abortion stress or syndrome. So I have to cut out. They're going to run these promos, but stay with us. This is a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, we're talking to Grace English. She's a, a doctor, a physician, and she's the reason that I became so aware of the fact that there is post-abortion syndrome, just like there's post-traumatic stress disorder and some other trauma-induced uh, syndromes that result whenever we have had a really horrific experience in life or an ongoing kind of abuse. And so I had a wonderful discussion with Carol Clark, Judge Carol Clark, about that recently, and that'll be out there shortly. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. over the break, Grace and I were laughing 
Grace, I just want my listening friends to know one of my favorite things about your husband, I met him first and I immediately was impressed with him because I tend to judge men based on one thing only when I first meet them. And that is how they talk about their wives. And your husband was just bragging about you. And I immediately understood to me when a husband brags about his wife, that tells me he's very comfortable and that he's doing a good job at home or he wouldn't feel so, so great about that. And, and so there's a, there's just a lot you can tell about a man, by the way, he talks about his wife. So your husband right. got, he got high ranks cause he could not wait to tell me how awesome you are. And, and now, honestly, when I first heard all that, I thought, well, he's just a good man. But the more I got to know you, the more I thought he was really right. <laughs> You're sweet. Thank you. It's just, it's just true. You, you are so compassionate. And so we're going to call both of these. I'm going to put them under a heading called compassion please and i'm not sure what i'll call your story versus the next one we do which has to do with what you've learned but i want to come back to this idea that you're a physician and that you know more about the emotional and physical trauma uh, or symptoms of trauma than most people do and you and i both have said all along when we started care christ-centered abortion recovery and education we said from the beginning for us it it's I know everybody wants to politicize the the issue of abortion, but for me, I find it is a personal issue, no matter how mm-hmm. or who I'm talking to. To me, it's always personal. Well, it is, Kathy. I mean, unfortunately, abortion is equated with politics in this country, but it, it's so much more than that. This is this is beyond political lines. I mean, yes. this is. This is so personal, and so people don't understand what this decision, you know, will determine really the, the quality of their life, really, for the rest of their life. Um, and so, so yes, the Christ Center Abortion Recovery um, and Education, I mean, we are here to serve the women and men who have had abortions in their past, who really need healing and who finally realized, you know what, maybe there's something to this. Maybe that past abortion is affecting who I am today and how I view my relationship. You know, and one thing that, that you woke me up to was the fact that men were really hurting too. I had not figured that out. I knew the person that was the father of the child I aborted was, he never even knew about it, but I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know, yeah. uh, I didn't think about the consequences for him or his life or his family. And so one thing you woke me up to is the fact that it's not really a woman's issue. It is of course, but it's also a family issue. And with our oh, work, I mean, we've just had all these, these grandmothers come to us and sisters and aunts of the children that were aborted looking for help right. because their hearts are broken. I mean, Kathy, it affects future generations. I mean, men are significantly impacted. I mean, I honestly think they probably are more impacted than women are. I mean, just the way yeah. that God designed the family to be. I you agree. Know, for the man, yeah, the man to be the provider, the procreator, the, you know, protector. I mean, mm. an abortion just trumps all of that out, and, and men are just left voiceless, you know, and and especially those men who felt like they had no choice in the matter. Or they're protecting a woman they still love. And, and so right. they can't speak about it because they don't want to, they don't want to expose her to humiliation or further humiliation. So right. they don't talk about it for themselves and then they don't get help for themselves. 
Well, you know all this because of your own experience. And here you are working away and raising those beautiful children. Grace, did your kids, I know my kids, have opinions about whether they have a big brother or big sister or step step sibling in heaven. Do you, have your kids talked to you about any of that part of the story? Well, it's funny, Kathy, that you asked me this, and I don't know if I've shared this with you before. But when I first when I first felt God first called to to go into abortion recovery and be public about my abortion in 2007, my older two were seven and nine years old. And so I took them aside and I told them my testimony. I felt like they were old enough to know. And by then, Kathy, I really felt like the Lord had given me a son and I named him Jonathan. And so when I told Sarah, who was nine, she, after her first reply to me, she was very quiet. And then she said, Mommy, when people ask me, do I have two brothers? Do I tell them if I have two or three brothers? <laughs> I oh, I oh, honey, it's just two right now. It's too complicated to go to yeah, three. Right, she, got, right. she got it, yeah. Kathy. You know what I mean? I and love so, that. I mean, I didn't even have to say it was her half-brother. I just had that, you know, I felt like I had a baby boy. Yeah. And she's like, immediately was like, yeah. Mom, I have three brothers. Oh. And I'm like, you do. And then so... I mean, and, and children get that. And so, um, so, Kathy, you know, the problem is, is that if people haven't found healing and forgiveness, you know, through Jesus Christ, they can't verbalize that loss. They cannot give humanity to their child. It is very difficult. Well, and you one know, of the I, things we discovered is the pastors don't know how to even ad- address post-abortion because... I mean, it, it, it's so uncomfortable right. for them. They don't even know how to begin to talk about it. They don't want to put condemnation on a woman who's had an abortion, and yet they know that right. they're supposed to be teaching abortion is, you know, sin and wrong and all this. So that it's very right. complicated. And the, the pastors that we've talked to have been relieved to find out there is a way that we can come in and address this topic in a very beautiful and biblical and family-oriented way. And with tons of compassion. So, so that's exactly. Been, yeah, that's been a beautiful thing that's happened. I've been so grateful to see that unfold. And as you know, I'm I'm more in a public way uh, associated with care. But what happens behind the scenes is so beautiful to me. And I'm not as involved in that. But I love the confidentiality and all the mm-hmm. care. All the I love the word care just because that's what we do. We're so careful to protect protect the stories and the anonymity of any women. We, exactly. we, pers- we personally understand what it costs us to be public with this and to tell right. our stories as freely as we do. But we also remember, I easily remember when I first told the first person I ever told after I'd gotten some help, it was hard for me. I, I mean, it was just hard. I, I loved what you said about your husband. Would he, would he reject you? And I, I had the same feeling mm-hmm. and I right. was, I was so surprised, and I kind of knew this about David, but he just wrapped his arms around me. We already were married. We had children. I never told him about my past. I just didn't have the heart for it. Yeah. So right. when I did tell him, he was so compassionate and loving, and and that meant a lot to me, as I know it did for you, too, and John. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. In a sense, when you do give your husband that chance, they become Jesus with skin on. You know, they become God in the flesh in your life when they wrap their arms around you. And I, I right. have 
I've heard of women whose husbands were rejecting or boyfriends or whatever, but most mm-hmm. of the time that's not the case. And mm-hmm. also I, I've heard stories where women, many times women think, well, if I tell anyone at church, they'll reject me and they'll kick me out of the church. That too right. is false. That is a myth. Right. It's not true. And, right. and so you can't predict how other people will, will react. But in our experience, people have been very compassionate. Right. Right. And, and we have right. a lot of, we have a lot of stories between the two of us now and you, you even more than I do because you work behind the scenes in this ministry so much. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, well, we're going to have a few minutes. If a woman is listening and she's found this be- because she's pro-life, what would you say to her about interfacing with other people quickly? We have about three minutes. Oh, you mean like if she's pro-life yeah. and she's not post-abortive? Yeah. And, well, oh. or either way, if she's pro-life and she's wondering how to talk, I'm going to ask you the same question for a person who's pro-choice. So give me a quick answer. Sure. Okay, so tell me, tell me your question again. If you're, t- if you're a person who's pro-life and you want to have an influence on this topic, what do you want those kind of women or men to know when they speak? Well, I mean, I want them to know that, um, you know, you don't know who your audience is. And, I mean, it depends yeah. if you're talking to a group or if you're talking one-on-one with somebody. And it depends on how well, you know, your relationship is. And so, um, I mean, you're just... You're, whether they're pro-life or pro-choice, you're allowing them, you know, you need to tell them what this, this core issue about abortion is and this right to choose, you know, and how it's okay. going to impact their, their own heart. Yes. And who they okay. are. Because so rather than dodging the data, let's talk honestly about this topic and, and quit dividing over political lines. Is that, is Correct. that a fair summary? Okay. So we, yeah. we're down to the last two minutes. I, I want to just be sure I have time to thank you for all you're doing. And I want people to know, CARE, if you if you type in C-A-R-E, and then you add Christ-centered, CARE, Christ-centered abortion and recovery recovery and education will pop up pretty quickly. But if you, if you leave out the Christ-centered, there are other ministries and organizations out there with that name. So, if, but if you put in Christ-centered abortion, recovery and education you'll find them and they are the most loving compassionate men and women in that organization so i hope you will look for them and our friend bj garrett who also did two shows with me early on bj garrett you can find those uh, if you go way down the list of all my podcasts so Mm -hmm. i think today grace and i would just like to first i want to just thank you grace for being on the show and and say what a beautiful happy you have such a beautiful life and a beautiful family, and I'm looking forward to the day when we'll get to introduce ourselves to each other's children that we haven't met. Yeah, so, celebration. There'll be a lot to celebrate that day, and I know my children are mm-hmm. looking forward to that as well. So, and we're going to mm-hmm. do another podcast. So look for that on Crafty uh, Kathy. Excuse me, KathyCrafty.com. K R A F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com where we speak truth with a Texas twang. We want to thank you so much for being with us today. And please look for that other podcast with Grace or with BJ Garrett, too. Those will both be really helpful for you, I'm sure. Okay, thank you. Bye Thanks, Kathy. Thank you for joining us today, where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Johnny and Dave.